Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 169, December 22nd, 2019. And we are very happy to be in the house of the Lord. Happy day. Merry Christmas, everyone. What if you stand up and let's give thanks to the Lord for this beautiful day? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive. We thank you, Lord, that you are so good to us. And we worship you today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. He's coming with power. 
take our time to pray to God. Is there anything in particular you need from the good Lord? This is the perfect moment. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you because we are celebrating this season, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you showed mercy to us, your creation, by sending us a Redeemer, our Savior. We thank you, Lord. And we confess before you, Lord, our sins. We know that we need you, Lord. We need you, Father, today and tomorrow and every single day of our days, of our lives. We are nothing before you, Lord. But with you, Lord, we are somebody. In you, Lord, we are somebody. Thank you, Father, for the baby Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Mary and Joseph. Thank you, Father, for John the Baptist. Thank you, Father, for the Jewish people. Thank you, Father, for our inheritance in Christianity. Thank you, Lord, for our salvation. Thank you, Father, for that beautiful night when our Savior was born. Thank you, Father, that you did awesome things around his life. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for all your provision throughout this year. We thank you for the miracles of healing, restoration, transformation. Thank you, Lord. We want to give you our hearts, our souls, ourselves to you, Lord, in adoration. And please put down more of your Holy Spirit right now into our hearts. May your anointing come down, Lord, in this place that we will receive what we need from you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Christ, the Savior, is born. Thank you, Lord. 
you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Jesus, our King. And we invite our viewers to download the bulletin from the website bchurch.us. Jesus, our King. I wonder if you have ever been in the presence of someone that is really important in society, like a politician perhaps, or an entrepreneur, somebody that has this strong personality that you are impressed? I don't know. You know, I have never been in, in the presence of somebody that important. You know, I have received a letter from President Trump, and it's in my office. Some of you have seen that letter. That's, that's the closer that I have been to him. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to tell you is that when, when it's about royalty, especially the real one, the spiritual one, right? Because humanly speaking, you know, all of us are the same, right? But many people have trouble accepting Christmas. And I want to talk to you, my dear friend, if you're watching, probably is the first time you're watching this program. If you have trouble with Christmas, let me introduce you to the story of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you need to hear what happened really and why we consider him our king. As you know, the story of the Lord Jesus is described in the scripture and it starts in the chapter number two of the Gospel of Luke. Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem. They didn't have any place to stay, so they, they went to a, a stable. And that stable is when she gave birth to her first son. And he put the baby boy in a box where the cattle were fed. How humble origin for the king of the universe, the ruler of the world. Outside, there was an angel of the Lord that appeared to shepherds. And this angel was around the glory of God. The glory of God was shining. And the shepherds were amazed. And suddenly the angel said, Today, today your Savior was born. He is the Messiah, the Lord, our King. But something else happened. A huge army of angels were praising God. And do you know what they were saying? They were saying, praise God in heaven and let be peace to the people who please him. The peace of God is here for us, thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he came here. They brought, Joseph and Mary brought the baby to the temple and two old people, Simeon and Anna. They received a promise from God that they will see the Messiah. But now, in Matthew chapter 2, from the verses 11 and 12, tells us also that they were wise men searching for the king, and they brought the offerings. Now, as you know, the Lord Jesus continued growing up. In Matthew chapter 13 and verses 55 and 56, we know the names of the siblings of our Lord Jesus Christ, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and they were sisters also. He continued growing, and he needed to do his job, his calling. And the calling is in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And this is the declaration that he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, 
He has chosen me to tell good news to the poor. There is hope for the poor. He sent me to tell the prisoners that they are free. Everyone can be free of chains. To tell the blind that they can see again, not just physically, but spiritually. The Lord Jesus said, He sent me to free those who have been treated badly for those who have suffered. And also to announce the great news that the time has come for the Lord to show His kindness. That is the story that we preach. The story of our King Jesus. Let's give Him a hand. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. The King Jesus, the baby King Jesus. But what happens when Jesus is born in our hearts? Have you ever thought about it? You know, the Lord Jesus is born in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. What is what happens? Well, mainly there are three, three important things that you can see that in the back of your bulletins. What is what happens? The first thing is that Jesus wants the house clean. That's the first thing he wants to do. And all the scriptures that we are going to review now are in the epistle of James. Now, James is one of the brothers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it interesting? He lived with the Lord Jesus. He saw him being transformed from a regular kind of guy to the Savior. And he writes this letter, James. And there are many scriptures that we will read all through James today. When, the, when I am saying that the Lord Jesus wants the house clean, look what it says here. You are tempted by the evil things you want. Your own desires leads you away and traps you. Your desire grows inside you until it results in sin. Then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death. So get rid of everything evil in your lives. Every kind of wrong you do. The Lord Jesus wants the house clean. James 1.26. You might think you are a very religious person, but... If your tongue is out of control, you are fooling yourself. Your careless talk makes your offerings to God worthless. The first thing we do is we get rid of the bad things. And the second thing, we are, need, we are in need of changing and controlling our tongue. What we say, James 3, 2, a person who never said anything wrong would be perfect. Someone like that will be able to control their whole body too. Did you read that? If you are able to control your mouth, you will eventually be able to control your body, your desires that you may have. Listen to this other passage in 3.9. We use our tongues to praise our Lord and Father, but then we insult people who were created in God's image. That cannot be right. Part of the cleaning of the house is that we need to stop insulting people. Who, who says amen to me? Amen. Are you willing to? Let's get rid of the bad thing and let's control our tongue. What is the third thing here? Don't say anything against each other. If you criticize someone, you're judging. It's not right for you to judge anyone. God is the judge. We need to stop judging people, guys, especially here in the church. Somebody asked me recently, well, do you have a problem with me if I have uh, earrings and piercing and tattoos and all that? What about clothing? This kind of thing is it. I said, we don't judge anybody for those things, you know. The kind of hair you have, you know, even if it's a little, you know. I'm not, I'm not talking about Rainbow Girl. I'm talking about Tim. 
You know, we don't judge for those things. I mean, what, what difference does it make? We don't judge, okay? That's part of the cleaning house process. Listen to this one. People work in your fields, but you did not pay them. They are crying out against you. Now the Lord hears them. You please yourselves with everything you wanted. You show no mercy to good people. You are, you are listening and reading here something that is important is to be fair with people. You know, part of the cleaning house process is that we are going, we get rid of the bad thing. We control our tongue. We don't criticize anybody, but we pay to those that work for us. That's very important. We need to be fair. Very, very fair. Here, one more thing. Don't complain against each other. If you don't start complaining, you will be judged guilty. The complaining is an issue among many, many people, and we need to control and stop that. Do you agree with me? Will you do it? Stop complaining? I remember this guy who said to me one day, let me introduce you to my wife. And she comes, and then he says, this is my complaining girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought, you know what? After five, ten minutes with her, I understood. <laughs> it was a complaining about everything. Stop complaining, much less against each other. Jesus wants the house clean, okay? What is the next thing he wants? He wants a new lifestyle. A new lifestyle. James 2, 8. One law rules over all the other laws. This royal law is found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. If you obey this law, you are doing right. What is the sign? What is the characteristics of Christians? They carry a Bible. Is that it? Oh, this is a Christian guy. Why? He's carrying a Bible. You know, the bigger the Bible, more Christian you are. You know? No, it's not even reciting the scripture. You see that? It's the way that we treat people. That's the key. And you know what? Everybody here in the church, are, every one of you is so nice to me, and I appreciate that very much. That's great. But I also want to see everybody being nice to everybody else. It's important. Be nice to everybody else. Somebody said one day to me, you know, my wife and I will get along so well. If only she talks to me the way that she talks to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Only, if only she can talk to me the way that she talks to everybody else. Well, one day, Tracy and I went to have coffee with some friends. <laughs> you remember that story is so funny. So we get in the house. And here's a couple, hey, welcome, Gianna Tracy, sit down. And then we are in the living room, and she says, would you like to drink some coffee or something? Sure, I would like some coffee, please. And then, Tracy, what would you like? I would like some coffee, too, thank you. And then she asked the husband, would you like something to drink? And his, his answer was, yeah, sure, you will tell me, get up and get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we are Christians, but we are mean to each other. That, that doesn't make any sense, you know? Especially in our homes, especially in the church. Especially in front of the preacher. <laughs> especially in front of the preacher. All right. In the new life, in the new lifestyle, listen to this, 2.13. You must show mercy to others. If you don't show mercy, then God will not show mercy to you when he judges you. But the one who shows mercy can stand without fear before the judge. It's because in your heart, you are not judgmental. 
You know, let everyone be the way that they are. I'm not talking about behavior in the workplace, okay, guys? I'm not talking about fulfilling responsibilities. I'm talking about personality-wise. Let them be the way that they are. Tattoo, rainbow hair, no hair, whatever, you know? It's everyone's decision, you know? We don't need to judge anybody. We need to be actually very merciful because we don't know the story behind. Bad English. <laughs> Bad English. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no Spanish. <laughs> All right. In the, new, <laughs> in the New Lifestyle 2.14, listen to this. If a person claims to have faith but does nothing, that faith is worth nothing. Faith like that cannot save anyone. If we say we have faith, we need to show it. That's why we are here. And to each one of you, I say, great job. Great job. You are showing your faith by coming to church and worshiping God. Now, don't take it wrong, but come back next Sunday, okay? <laughs> because that's what we do. We meet once a week. Once a week. Okay. Amen. All right. Listen to this one. Do what God's teaching says. Don't just listen and do nothing. Then you are fooling yourselves. Pay attention to God's word. If you do what it says, you will have God's blessing. Never just listen to his teaching and forget what you heard. What's the point? We have kids in the house and we tell them, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And the kids go, yes, mommy. Yes, daddy. I love you. Don't forget my candy. Okay, no. And you go to work and you come back and they do nothing. And you are like, what's the deal? Well, the same thing is with the good Lord. The same thing. He's your father. Remember at the beginning of this, today's service, I say, I said this. God is like a father looking at the kids, kids jumping and saying, Daddy, Daddy, I want this. He wants, some, he wants us to ask, but he wants us to obey too, right. to do what he says. All right. Next thing, James 2, 1 to 3. Don't treat some people better than others. Suppose someone comes into your meeting wearing very nice clothes and a gold ring. At the same time, a poor person comes in wearing, in wearing all dirty clothes. You show special attention to the person wearing nice clothes. You say, sit here in this good seat. But you say to the poor person, stand there or sit on the floor by your feet, by your feet. Have you seen places like that? Sometimes you go to, to visit family or friends and you notice that there, there is someone rich. Everybody stands up, rubbing. oh, hi, how you do? <laughs> In the workplace, the person of importance. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Everybody goes. But what happens with the poor one? You know, in our families, there is always somebody that is poor. Nobody even says hello. You know, they see, they see the car through the window, and immediately everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> what is that? Why is that? That cannot be done among Christians, guys. It's, it's a new lifestyle. We need to treat everybody the same. We need to treat everybody the same. Next thing, James 1.27. The worship that God wants is this, caring for orphans or, will, or widows who need help in keeping yourself free from the world's evil influence. This is the kind of worship that God accepts as pure and good. Taking into consideration there are poor people Praise God, we can bless a family where there is a 
it's not a single moment. It's divorced. Uh, what is the case? She's divorced or just uh, separated? Something like that, right? The, the guy left. Well, technically, she is not a widow. But practically, she is a widow. There are presents here for the kids. With our money. Don't you feel happy about it? With our money, we are buying presents to, to help somebody, to, to show something, okay? That, that's, what, that's what we are talking about here. It has to be a change. You know, Jesus, Jesus our Lord, our King, is born in our hearts. Amen? Yes. First thing, he wants to clean the house. All right. Second thing, a new lifestyle. And one of those things is to be generous and merciful to people, especially those that are needy ones. Listen to this one. Give yourselves to God, stand against the devil, and he will run away from you. I have seen that so many times. Listen, people say to me sometimes, Gian, the temptation is too big for me. I just can't stand the temptation, whatever the thing is, okay? I am not going to name things here because it's unnecessary. We fail because we cannot stand against the devil. But when we stand against the devil and we say, I'm not going to do that, listen to what it says here. He will run away from you. You just say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And then is when fellowship and good friends are important because you call this person. It doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. or Saturday or whatever. You call <laughs> your friend and you say, hey, buddy, I want to tell you something. I'm struggling. I have here think I have here on the on top of my table this thing and I'm looking at this thing and I know it's bad and I'm about to to collapse here but I need your help pray for me pray for me yeah. a good friend will say hey hey do me a favor let's meet who is with you etc you see you have to stand against the, the, the bad things because it's a new lifestyle and when you do that, the devil will run away from you. Right. Now, the Lord Jesus cleans the house. The Lord Jesus gives us a new lifestyle because he wants to bless you. Amen. Say with me, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus. Wants, to wants to bless me. Breathe in and out. Close your eyes and say again, the Lord Jesus wants to bless me. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Now, in what ways? All right. First one. James 1, 5 through 6. Do any of you need wisdom? Ask God for it. He's generous and enjoys giving to everyone, so he will give you wisdom. But when you ask God, you must believe. Don't doubt him. Many people believe erroneously that becoming a Christian is a passport to get out of the problem and now it's a happy life with no problems forever. I'm a Christian now. Do you know, people just look at them and say, well, yes and no. Why? Because we still, even though we are believers now, we still have our problems. We still have issues with money, with health, relationships, etc. What do we do then? With now that we are in the Lord, the first blessing is wisdom. But when you 
ask for wisdom. You believe the Lord will give you the wisdom. What to do in your personal situation. You know, everyone's story is different. Whatever is happening in the life of Zach, for instance, is very different than whatever is happening in the life of Jonas. And whatever is happening in the life of slaves is very different than whatever is happening in the life of Zeke right. and everybody else. Everyone has his own challenges. Joel has his own challenges. Paul has his own challenges. Tim, Chad, every one of us. But we all need wisdom. That's the first blessing. We just said, yes, Lord, I receive your blessings. Well, the first one is wisdom. You need to ask. And when you ask, you believe, Lord. You are giving me the wisdom. Now listen to this. The wisdom that comes from God, first, it is pure. It is also peaceful, gentle, and easy to please. This wisdom is always ready to help people who have trouble and to do good for others. The wisdom is always fair and honest. You see, this wisdom will make you act in a different way. You are going to be nice, really. You are going to be understanding of people's needs. This is one of the first blessings. Second one, listen to this. Those who accepted their troubles with patience now had God's blessings. Now you are thinking, what, what, is, the, what is the blessing here, Gian? The troubles? <laughs> well, no. The blessing is that you are going to be strong and patient. You have to be patient. Like a farmer. Like in any project. Carpenter building something has to go to the store, cut, measure, and then start nailing in whatever is needed. Mechanic, same thing. You are cooking, same thing. You are building a project with your spray shades or whatever you do in your computer, same thing. You are raising a baby, same thing. You have a business, same thing. You are dealing with employees, same thing. You are dealing with suppliers, same thing. You are dealing with yourself. You have to be really patient with yourself. You have to. I don't know if you, if you have said things like this that I have said to myself. I said to myself one day, I can't stand you anymore. And I was like, I want to get out of here. I want to see you. And, you know, and I was going there and myself was following me. That was horrible experience, you know. You, you get out of here, you know. You remember that movie that, uh, what is the movie? Uh, ghost, you remember? Whoopi Wahlberg and the guy inside, just like that. I felt something like that, you know? Get rid of me. I don't want you anymore, bad guy. Get out of here. You know, sometimes we have to be patient with ourselves because we know we are not there yet. We just think, okay, baby steps. Patience, patience. Number three. Do not use the name of heaven, earth, or anything else to prove what you say. When you mean yes, say only yes. When you mean no, say only no. It's important to be a person of your word. That's the blessing. Now people are thinking, how that is a blessing? I will tell you why. Because when you start to do what you say, people start to trust you. People will know that you are a person of your word. Oh, and let me tell you, I love that. Some of you that I know throughout the years, and I am getting to know some others, when I notice that you are a person of your word, oh, I just love that. Because it makes me feel safe. You know? 
Are you going to do that? Yes, I'm going to do that. I recently hired Amanda to do work in my house because we were traveling and we needed somebody to take care of Max. And I needed somebody to go to feed Max and give him water, play with him, you know, because we, are, we were not in the house for a few days. First day she came. You know what she did? She sent us a text with a picture of Max, how he was playing. And the next day, and the next day, in videos. Immediately I just thought, she is a person of her word. What do I do? I see a post. I recommend her. Do that. Whatever you do, your friends in school, whatever you guys, young people are, if you say, I'm going to do this part of the homework, and you do that the other part, and then you do your part. People love to have somebody that they can rely on. They are trustworthy. It's a blessing. Four, are you having troubles? You should pray. Are you happy? You should sing. But some of you don't sing. Just whistle. Are you sick? Ask the pastor of the church to come and rub oil on, your, on you in the name of the Lord and pray for you. If you... If such a prayer is offered in the faith, it will heal anyone who is sick. The Lord will heal them, and if they have sinned, he will forgive them. The Lord, not the pastor. <laughs> the Lord will forgive. It's a blessing that you have a pastor that cares for you. It is a blessing. How many people have pastors that they just don't care for his people? There are millions of people. They go to places and they are just part of a big deal there. They go mainly for networking, unfortunately. But when there's a time for, for your pastor to pray for you, where is he? Where is he? That, that's the problem, you know? And remember that I, I was not born as a pastor. I was a member in the church. But I had pastors. And I had some of those that... Somebody told me one day recently that left that church because was sick once. The pastor never cared. Nobody in the church cared to contact this person. What was happening with them? Never. After a while, the person said, I'm out of here. I'm just nothing. I'm not even a number. If I, if I was a number, the number will tell, call the numbers, whatever. You see? But when you have a pastor, if you need prayer, call the pastor. Text the pastor. You won't bother me, my friend. Please listen to this. You will not bother me with text. AGM, please pray for this thing. I will pray for you. What pastor can you text? I want you to feel comfortable. Text me. I'll pray for you. I'll be with you all the way through. That's right. And the Lord will heal. Right. All right. Fifth blessing. Always confess one another the wrong things you have done. Then pray for each other. Do this so God can heal you. Anyone who lives the way God wants can pray. And great things will happen. The power of confession. Listen. Especially for those who are married, you know, old couples. We know what happens sometimes in our homes, don't we? We know what happens sometimes in our bedrooms. We are like, 
you know? And sometimes there are children there or visitors or somebody, whatever, and we don't say anything. We just give to each other a look. You know what is the look, right? Just wait. You know what we do, right? Okay, that, that's, a, that's a human interaction. But you know what it's saying here, this scripture? That we need to go and tell the other person, listen, uh, my reaction was bad, and I apologize. Are you doing that with your mother, with your sister, with your children, with your spouse, with your coworker? You have to be humble and admit when you are wrong. Especially when you get caught. <laughs> Especially when you get caught. You know? Like those kids, you know, eating candy and chocolate and, you know, the mouth all brown. What have you done? Nothing. <laughs> well, some of us are, we get caught in the midst of our wrongdoings. And then somebody says, What are you doing? What are you doing? And, and, and some people are just like, well, yeah. In fact, they go this way. They say, so what? Ooh, no. No, 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 no. We are believers. Are we believers, guys? Lift up your hand if you're a believer. I want to see how many believers are here. Okay. Uh, seek, are you a believer? Okay. All right. We are believers, right? So we are believers. We will do what the Lord Jesus says. Confess. One another and say, listen, you know what? That was wrong, and I'm sorry, and I, I apologize. And then we pray. Now, have you prayed when you are upset? <laughs> Those are the funniest prayers, you know? We are upset with somebody, right? And we go, I want to tell you that I'm sorry, okay? Can we pray? Yeah, give me your hand. <laughs> and we touch hands, right? And we don't hold hands. It's just like a, a finger, just touching. And then we go, dear God, thank you for, uh, and amen. <laughs> but at least we try. It's a blessing. Why? Because we reconcile. You see that? Say with me, reconcile. Especially in this season, my friends. My friend watching, especially in this season. Confess to your family what you are doing wrong and ask them for forgiveness. Reconcile. It's important. Sixth blessing. Anyone who brings a sinner back from the wrong way will save that person from eternal death and cause many sins to be forgiven. You know, the best blessing you can receive is when you learn how to share the good news of Jesus with others. Oh, gee, please don't tell me that. I hate that. I'm not a religious person. I don't know the Bible. I don't know what to say. Please don't ask me to do that. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, it's a blessing. It's a blessing if you just share with others that there is hope in the name of Jesus. People are pretty messed up out there. Do you know how many people are going to be so drunk in the following days? Do you have any idea how many people are going to be high, so high, I don't know, 2,000 feet? Above earth. So high on drugs, alcohol during these days because they don't have any hope. They are mad. 
How many families destroyed? Many people are by themselves. They talk a lot in the store when they are buying what? <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> they talk to each other. Hey, buddy, what brand do you drink? Oh, I drink this. And why? Because they talk, you know, for five minutes where they are in the line. And then they see each other in the parking lot. Have a good one. You too. They get in their car by themselves. As soon as they are in the car, they click. Look, 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 look. A lot of people are hurting, my friends. Praise God, you are not. You are blessed. You are getting your life in order. But there are ones that they need your help. You need to speak to them. Give them hope. If you don't really know what to do, do me a favor. Grab a pen from the church. Share the pens, okay? <laughs> Just share a pen. Hey, buddy. You see the person with it. No, it's not a six-pack. It's not a 12-pack. It's not a 24-pack. What is that? It's a 100-pack? A well, give them a pen. Please take the pens. Take the pens, please. They are not for writing. They are to let people know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is a phone number there. An email, the website, they will contact with us. They do. You know, I don't know if Mike Riley is watching the, the program right now live. But you know what? Mike told me something. He said that he found us online. What about Chance? Online. What about Will? Online. <laughs> Tim found us in the paper in the... <laughs> what is it? In the Thrift and Nickel. Do you remember, Mama? We put that out there. Telling people about the church. Yeah. And we saved his soul. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was a believer. But you have to understand, he comes from California. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a question. Uh, anyway, you see, you can share the good news with people, my friend. You can do that. And listen to this scripture. People who work for peace in a peaceful way get the blessings that come from right living. Right there in your home, right there in your workplace, with whoever you do business. Peaceful way. Come, honey. She has another song for us. I hope you will enjoy it. Christmas morn Of all the gifts and toys We knew we'd find But we never realized A baby born one blessed night Gave us the greatest gift Of our lives We that he gave us life we were the reason that he suffered and died to a world that was lost he gave all he could give to show us the reason to live 
the years went by, we learned more about gifts, the giving of ourselves, and what that means. On a dark and cloudy day, a man home crying in the rain because of love, because of we reconnect with God? How can we restart our life just by faith, by prayer? There is a prayer in the screen. My friend watching on TV, on the video, read the prayer, say it with me as we all here declare in the presence of God. Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to set me free, to save my life. Please help me to do what is right. I confess before you that I have failed to you. I am so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. This is a very Merry Christmas.
In the name of Jesus, we are forgiven, my friends. We receive that blessing. Would you declare it with me? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed now and much more in 2020. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, everybody, for coming up to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The peace with you of the Lord God. Have a beautiful Sunday, and I'll see you next week. Watch this picture with them. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not Tony needs us here, guys. Hey, friends. Tony needs us here. She's coming. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.